What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. Sports, card, car, towel. As you can tell, Cartel is in a much better mood than he has been in the last little bit, which is good. It's fantastic. And we will actually share uh, a secret as to why he's in a better mood towards the end of the show. So uh, we will be reintroducing not, some of, some not, of the fitness material. <laughs> some of the fit- fitness material, which helped put him in a better mood. Uh, but for now... We are going to start off with a pretty hot topic in the sports card space, and that is the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. has been suspended 80 games for a performance-enhancing drug that he claims he took to get rid of ringworm. (laughs) Um, We're going to talk a little bit about the impact that this has on his card market. We're going to talk a little bit about the impact on baseball cards and prospects in general as a result of this. Uh, But first, I want to get your opinion. How do you feel about him, quote unquote, owning it? Um, Because he dropped the appeal, but saying that it was because of ringworm medication. So, uh, yeah. I am not an expert on ringworm or the medications involved in ringworm. However, um, it seemed to rub people the wrong way. I've, I've been looking at, I don't know about you, but I, I went straight to the Tatis guys yep. to see how they were reacting and how they were feeling. Uh, Striker Breaks on YouTube, by the way, uh, posted a really good video. He's a big Tatis fan. Uh, I think he's got like a huge following, this guy, Striker Breaks. He has such a soothing voice, so beautiful as he opens his packs. He just lulls me into a nice state. Um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of backlash. There's a lot of people upset with that statement. Um, that being said, I mean, you and I, like, we're coming from the fitness world, and we know also the mixed martial arts world. We know that there are instances where there are going to be some chemicals included in supplementation or medication, but they're generally on such a low dose that Again, I don't know the specifics of the MLB standards. So I'm assuming that if it it was this type of reaction and this type of suspension, this was not a small trace amount. And usually they give that information. They're like, you know, it was a trace amount, but we've got rules and this is the thing. So the whole ringworm thing, okay, the gut instinct is it sounds like an excuse. Again, I'm I'm not an expert. Um, I, I think I told you my reaction right away as a fitness professional was here's a guy coming off an injury who wants to get back in shape. And as we know, there's a lot of quote unquote performance enhancing drugs that allow you to recover faster and more efficiently. And I would imagine those are the ones that are getting a lot of use in the world of athletics and and sports for big dollar guys, because that is a useful thing to abuse. Um, So that's what I thought we were going to hear about some sort of, some sort of recovery drug. Well, especially uh, because he had just been off with that broken wrist. Well, that's kind of what you're alluding to is the fact that he was coming off an injury and right. uh, he had been injured since the off season. And you probably, I mean, if you were going to take something when you're injured and away from the team is probably when you're going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. He's got plenty of time yeah. to go through yeah. a quote unquote cycle. Yeah. And uh, you see that a lot, especially when uh, guys are off in uh, MMA and that sort of thing. And the idea might be I can successfully cycle this and put myself in a position where I can evade the testing. But all you all you need to do is screw it up just a little bit. Yeah. You're off by a week. You're off by a month and you're in big trouble. Well, yeah. What if team doctors are like, you know, he's ahead of schedule and like and all of a sudden they're ramping him up and he's playing double double A games and triple A games and subjected to all those things that the MLB policies have in place. Right. And I don't know how it works in the MLB is the idea that once you're ready to go, that's when they submit you to the testing. Uh, I I assume so. There's USADA is baseball private, a private situation, or do they hire a company? I mean, USADA is involved in, in UFC. And they know that it's random testing. 
I mean, you'd, you'd kind of be nuts at this point um, in the uh, world of uh, MMA because it's, it's randomized. It's very controlled. It's, 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 it's very reliable. So you can't really play games. Maybe Tatis's people thought they could get around this. I don't know. But it's devastating because this was a guy le- kind of chosen to lead the charge. Marco Berry Cards, I believe, uh, had the video where it's the Star Wars meme where he was the chosen one. You are the chosen one. And he's already made so many poor decisions when it comes to his body and his health that, you know, when you texted me about it, you, you expressed the disappointment of someone. It was different than, oh, someone just got popped for steroids. It was kind of like, I've had enough. It's too much. It's too consistent. There's a pattern here. You can't rely on this guy, and I'm giving up on this guy. It hurts because when I jump back into collecting, the, the, one of the first players I gravitated to was Tatis. And I want to believe this is before he was like popping off, popping off, because this was like 20, like early 2020. And um, I was stacking his tops chromes, I was ta- stacking his top. Uh, tops crate uh, paper. I can't speak today. My t- tops paper. Bowman Bowman firsts, and uh, I just loved how electric he was. I loved how he was full of energy, and he hit home runs and stole bases and clutched doubles and singles, and you know, really, really embodied everything I wanted to see in baseball over the next decade or two. Um, and as a result of that, I found myself collecting a lot of his stuff. And, you know, he, he he's yet to play a full season. Uh, in the offseason, honestly, he really disappointed me with the motorcycle. Um, I mean, not to say that people can't break their wrists on a motorcycle, but, you know, there's there's no way he didn't get into a motorcycle accident. Um, and if you're making that kind of money, I just feel like there are several decisions that you just got to keep in mind and not even for the sports card collector or investor or whatever the hell you want to call yourself, but for fans of baseball, for people who believed in you up until this point, like we got to remember that this guy was drafted by the Chicago White Sox and wasn't even taken up like in, in their prospect pool. Like he was a rule. He was rule five eligible, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that's when the Padres picked him up. So it's not like he was on a lot of people's radar. He was given, I mean, obviously earned these chances as well. But like, you know, it took him a while. And that's kind of what I liked about his story is that he wasn't one of these top prospects like Acuna. Like, I mean, everyone knew who Acuna was growing, like, like when he was coming up, you know, even Vladdy had that story where he's top prospect. Um, you know, people were pulling... Tatis is in 2016, not knowing who the hell this kid was. Um, and, and I really got behind. I mean, I love a good underdog story. And to see him, you know, do something like this, uh, however we want to spin it, whether it was, in fact, due to ringworm, I mean, it's just, it's just disappointing. It's very disappointing. Uh, I think this puts a damper on his career as a whole. Um, I know some people are like, oh, if you can forget the Hall of Fame, like he's still got to get there. Um, and and especially with his injury woes in the past, you know, it, all, all this does is in my brain, like now we're stacking, you know, the the negatives instead of the positives. And, you know, for you, this could be a really good buying opportunity if you are bullish on Tatis, if you think that moving forward, people aren't going to have that same hate or disdain towards performance enhancing drugs. You know, perhaps the type of performance enhancing drugs matters moving forward. You know, maybe we come to accept Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and, you know, Pete Rose and all the people we've decided to outcast over the decades. Um, But those are a lot of ifs in my brain. You know what I mean? And thankfully I don't have a ton left. Um, because I was selling pre-injury and just kind of keeping some of the, I mean, ironically enough, keeping some of the bigger pieces, but that's still, 
I mean, it still hurts. I'm still going to be cheering for him, but I just don't know if I'm going to be cheering for him as loud, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually moved a lot of Tatis a few months back when there was a bit of a bump in interest because there was a crowd that was anticipating the return, uh, which is good. Uh, I was also part of a consortium of gentlemen that paid quite a bit to co-own a very large Tatis, which you could call fractional to a degree, but really it's more like uh, I like to I, I prefer to liken it to the treehouse, uh, the Simpsons treehouse scenario where the guys get together and buy a copy of Radioactive Man number one. Um, and I paid more into that than I do for the average individual card. You know me, I'm not out there buying $1,000 cards. Uh, but it seemed like an opportunity at the time. And that being said, it wasn't a card we were prepared to sell anytime soon. It was a long-term play. This is damaging for a variety of reasons going, going back to the issue that, you know, is this the first time this guy did that? Is this, is, are we going to see, is clean Fernando going to be the same as pre-clean Fernando? Uh, how does that affect him? UFC has this scenario going on with John Jones. He's an example of a guy that is currently trying to re uh, kind of recreate himself. Like rebranding, you know? Yeah, yeah. The whole deal. He's kind of jumped some hurdles actually fairly successfully, but the guy is a cheater and that's on him now. He's just so damn good in his sport that he potentially could transcend this. We've seen guys do it. Um, but you're talking but about tough. like the, the most like dominant guy in the UFC when he was fighting, like yes. fighting, you know what I mean? And like, absolutely would be one of the greatest ever. And, and his, he, I mean, there's now a split on how people feel about it. Well, it's also, it's, it's, it's his resistance to the truth. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's his attitude about it. That's really bothering people. He's really interesting to watch. People are still buying John Jones. I was selling John Jones at the expo. Um, that's an interesting one to watch and could actually potentially give you a viewpoint on the whole Tatis scenario when he's back. So you're not going to tell me there won't be some interest, massive interest, actually, when he's back, there will be, and that could play out and be its own story. This is not necessarily going to lead to the fit, the complete fizzling out of a young player with potential. Which is why I find it's so funny that Ken Golden came out and made a, a post specifically mentioning the Fernando Tatis Super Fractor. And if you haven't checked it out, I don't know if it's going to be there for a while, but it was in Ken Golden's story. And Ken Golden basically, in so many words, said that the person who owned the or owns the Fernando Tatis Super Fractor one of one autograph uh, of the Bowman first is going to lose more money than Fernando Tatis himself is by the suspension. And uh, obviously, uh, he's probably exaggerating, but maybe he means that the money means more to the person owning the card than it does to Fernando Tatis. Regardless, the owner of the card, which is Card Bully. Uh, owns a lot of prominent superfractors, including the Julio Rodriguez one, actually, um, has gone on to say that it wasn't for sale when someone offered him $2 million back in 2021, and it's not for sale now, and that the card means more to him um, than, than a dollar figure, and basically that he can't give up on him just yet. And, and I really admire that. Um, also, it kind of speaks to perhaps his financial situation or, uh, you know, that, that you, you can turn down a $2 million offer and still have the cojones to say, no, 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 we're riding this thing all the way to zero if we have to. Um, so kudos to him because most people would want to take, you know, even 30, 40% of that if they really, if they had the option to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found it super interesting that Ken Golden would go out and like deliberately comment on that. And- Ken Golden. The, the Warren Buffett of the hobby. Yes. <laughs> the financial expert. The man who evaluated a card based on absolutely nothing. It's so funny how we were all okay with that. At $6 million, off by $4 million. Episode 67 of the Cardboard Coaches. You and I were tracking this auction for, what, two, three episodes maybe? Because it was running for a little yeah. while. Yeah. Episode 67. Sports card cartel makes a prediction. I, I, I even forgot about this, Coach Go. In the middle of the episode, I predicted that it would end at $2 million. Okay? Now, does that make me the expert? 
no, but I thought I was using a lot more sensible uh, of a technique and an analysis in coming up with that than whatever the hell Ken Golden used. And this guy is just pulling numbers out of his ass at this point quite clearly. So for him to sit there and tell us what's going on, by the way, that doesn't take an expert. It, all of the high-end Tatis is going to take huge, huge hits. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. But I'm agreeing with you that it's completely bizarre that he'd go out of his way. You know, when he's not busy posting um, selfies or, or, or those, you know, you know, those types of pictures that influencers put up where like they're lounging and their private jet. And like, yeah. one of the best ones are like, they'll be like this. They'll be like, they'll be like, I'm just reflecting on my journey to this point in my life, you know, and he's flexing like crazy. And so I guess when he's not busy doing that, he's offering his expert financial analysis and kind of picking on a guy. Um, I think we can agree. Maybe, maybe there's something personal going on there in terms of the fact that he does approach people with cards like that to sell on his platform. I, so it's just, it, it, it was mind boggling, especially because, you know, if he even made one extra post for some of the things that he has at auction right now, like I know people actually, ironically enough, I know three cards that have sold on golden in the last two auctions. Uh, I know the people who sold them personally and those three people were very disappointed with what they got at golden auctions. Um, I've heard such stories. And yeah. you know, these are relatively big cards. Like we're talking about a Ronaldo one of one super fractor PSA 10, we're talking about a one-of-one one Messi autograph. I think it was a PSA 9. Um, and a Fernando Tatis 9-5 with a 10 autograph. And it was a Bowman or it was a Topps, Bowman Topps Chrome Red. Oh. And it went for $17,000. And it's just, I don't know. I'm like, and I've said, this, I've said this before, actually. I said this, I want to say about six to eight months ago, that I actually think that, there are too many big cards on Golden uh, that they get watered down. I think that, right. that like if you have something that could command, let's say, ten to fifteen thousand on eBay, and I think if you list it with Golden, I think you're gonna get like between six and ten, um, and that's just because of sheer volume. Like yeah. and me personally, even when I'm looking for stuff to talk about in terms of like all-time highs or you know looking for information from some of those sales. I, so I find it very difficult to scroll through 15 pages worth of listings. So, and I can only imagine if someone's like looking to buy something, I just can't imagine them going, you know, 15 pages down and looking at every single listing. Right. Yeah. Um, that's legitimate. The, the issue of quote unquote overcrowding. Uh, you don't want to take me down this path, though, because I'll also refer to Rahul, our friend at AIH Sports. Is that correct? I, I mean, it is. No, no, you got it. it. We got it. We got it. We got it. Old man cartel getting it right. We got it. I would refer to some of his videos, uh, some of which had some input from the cartel regarding what goes on um, at a lot of these auction houses, what their policies are, what's in the fine print. Uh, we'll tell you that some of these auction house owners have some of the best collections of cards and collectibles on the face of this planet, and they have full control of their auctions. If something catches their eye, it doesn't necessarily have to be the most expensive card. They can add time. They can subtract time. They could slow things down. They could have a mess up on their website. They could restrict bidding. They could open bidding. I'm just putting that out there. To create conversation. Yes, yes. I'll never take it to the level of sports card radio for whatever reason, but I love the inquisitive nature of Rahul and I want to just kind of combine them and get the discussion going. Um, that's all legitimately interesting stuff when it comes to that. Now, uh, help me out here. The Superfractor, what did he say? So he's going to lose 50% of the value. So it would go from what to what? Um, I don't know. I think he said more than 50%. But anyway, it was someone offered him $2 million. Okay. U.S. So he might. So so Ken Golden, he might lose a million. Well, guess what? Ken Golden promised six million and lost four million to the seller of the logo man. I'm just gonna put that out there. I like uh, that. But that doesn't matter. It's so you know we just never we never get on that. But well, um, I mean we can we can get on another expert in the industry, and that is um, BBCE. I mean we've yes. talked about this before. Yeah. Oh. Now now let, before we do because we did we actually had a really good 
conversation during the whole Logan Paul fiasco. Yes, yes, we did. Wrap, if you don't mind, Coach, oh, Coleman, go for it. Up real quickly about this Fernando Tatis thing. Um, devastating for the sport of baseball that's already been having a rough season for yep. a variety of reasons. Any baseball fan right now, any baseball collector, investor, is in a great deal of distress. This is not what we expected. There was so much promise, so much potential. I think the average, the batting average uh, across the league is down to extraordinary lows. Um, there's not the power that that we were wanting to see out of these young superstars. I, right off the top of my head, Ronald Acuna, he's having a solid year. He's a solid um, uh, contributor, but certainly not on the level of, of what we were hoping to see. You could say that about a number of guys, including Juan Soto. Lamine James caught on to it. He's not even really a baseball fan, but it's feeling really, his memes are feeling really biting right now to yeah. the baseball community. Yeah. As much as we fought back against them and accused them of not knowing what he, what he was saying, this is why Lamine is so much more, uh, he's deeper than we thought. And he's also more jacked than we thought. And he is a cutie pie. And I'll keep saying it until I get a date with him. I don't know. But, um, you know, it's, it's not going well for baseball. This was the last thing we needed. Uh, you'll, you'll notice for the next few weeks, I'm going to keep on this. I'm going to keep uh, singing the praises of my man, uh, Randy Rosarena. Uh, and he's just a reminder. Okay, so two reminders. Striker Brake said this. I'm not going to steal it from him. I'll give him credit. Put faith in no man. And when you extrapolate that, in the collecting world, don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't get too excited because these are just men. And in some cases, women. And they are human. And they are susceptible to making the wrong choice. They're also susceptible to breaking their leg in half at a moment's notice. Baseball is a complicated sport. You are going from zero to 60 all the time. You're sitting your ass in the dugout eating sunflower seeds, and then you're running the bases. It's actually tailor-made for injury. That's where the world of training and athletics comes into play more than ever. Um, but yes, if you are putting all your eggs in one basket, uh, Coach Co. is the cartel's selection and inventory diverse? Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Some I mean, might I, say, some people I, might say too diverse. I said I said last week that it's too diverse when we were set up. Okay. For show. Well, th- well, I would, but that's yeah, I'll okay. Fight, I'll fight you. But that's okay, so, though. It's too diverse for me. It's, it's but just again, <laughs> But here's the reality what's yeah. the goal? Right to collect so, what you like, I guess. What are you doing? Hey, when you combine collect what you, with what you like with the concept of running a business, that's what you get. Yeah, you get a huge variety. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, in, in the world of prospecting, I mean, this is a little different. Tatis has had a few years; he's got some years under his belt. But it's a fantastic reminder to relax when it comes to these Bowman firsts. To relax when it comes to you know, you and I have a friend; he knows everything he needs to know about minor league hockey and who's incoming and who's going to be good. But just because he knows that the last three years they've been killing it in the Quebec Junior Major Hockey League does, does not really tell the full story of what potentially might be coming up. So it's a good reminder. And on the flip side, right, it's – it's uh, see, now I'm, I'm throwing myself off because I, I, I had a greater point here um, uh, about the kind of the flip side of it is that um, someone like Randy Rosarena who started getting – like I think people started dumping his stuff – not long ago look at his last 10 games look at what he's doing we knew the potential was there you sometimes you got to hold on and you got to have faith um there's no way in my head i thought to myself there's no way what we saw in the world series was one some sort of one-off i know the guy has it in him we also know he went through some dramatic events in the off season you got to know your player you got to know the situation he's killing it right now uh i'm not saying he's gonna wind up being the absolute savior of baseball, but where there's going to be a hole, it can potentially be filled with, with, with someone that you weren't counting on potentially. And that speaks to keeping it a little bit diverse, but yes, let's get into um, where there's a box. We don't know what's inside and let's get to BBCE and Steve, what's his name? Steve Hart. I think so. Isn't that ironic? I think so. Um, so we talked about this gentleman during the Logan Paul fiasco, where if you are just tuning in or maybe haven't heard about this, Logan Paul opened a very expensive box of, of Pokemon cards. I think it was well, like- Hold on. But, but coach, 
Why did he open it? Let's, well, let's he, he opened he opened it because there was a baseball card exchange wrapper on it, which is but the but, most which, what which was supposed to make us all feel good and make Logan feel good. Yeah, well, I he mean, he he's the premier like authenticator for boxes. He authenticates but, packs yes. for PSA. Correct and grades them. Yes, it was Rattle Pokemon and several other actual Pokemon experts who alerted Logan Paul to the situation after he'd made a record-breaking purchase of that case. Yep. Right? My point is, like, there were no repercussions when they opened that, and the the pillar of sealed wax was dragged down in front of everybody. Because that thing was streamed on so many different platforms. Logan Paul has a crazy following. I mean, the fact that, you know, we just kind of brushed that under the rug and he said, you know, mistakes happen. He said, mistakes happen. Um, and then we have a scenario where if you watch footage from the National, Whatnot bought a box of, once again, BBCE authenticated, sealed, 1986 Fleer basketball and they were ripping it was a giveaway I believe they were ripping them several of your favorite influencers were ripping them on live stream and uh, again we've it was a sports card radio that broke this I think it was sports card radio Um, and and I don't know if anyone before that but sports card radio definitely made a video about this about the sequencing being off on the packs and they were actually coming out. The players were coming out of the packs in alphabetical order, which was unlike every other box break of 1986 Fleer that anyone's ever seen. Uh, Drake, when he was doing research on the 1986 Fleer basketball packs and boxes, when he, when he was doing that box break with Ken Golden and Cardpoint, he knew the cards that were going to come next. He knew that there was going to be a Jordan in the same pack as Kellogg. You know, like there was a system that was that held true. Hart says 99% of the time. He's saying that this box that they opened is an outlier. Um, and it's it's just tough to to believe someone who's not willing to take the blame when he makes mistakes, you know? And and yep. I, I just don't know how you can trust an authenticated box by this gentleman because there's no guarantee. So no. what's the point in having an authenticated box by him if there's no money back guarantee? Yeah, these, these, these printing and collation systems are very well known within the hobby. They are reality. That is how I chased Connor McDavid Young Guns packs back uh, Young Guns back in the day when I was purchasing loose packs. Sometimes you don't have to you don't have to finger a pack. You can just know what's going on. If I'm pulling a Colin Miller, Connor McDavid is not far behind. Some people know this. Um, the eighty six eighty seven Fleer is probably one of the most famous ones out there. Um, I know so much about this scenario right now that it hurts my head. I know too much about it. I've been talking a lot about it. Let me just murder my thirst here for a moment, Brendan. But the reality is, um, this is very strange. It took like a, it took two weeks for someone to get out there. I wish I could give credit where credit was due because this was promoted by card porn many weeks in advance. Card porn right now is acting as if they're like, I'm shocked by this and I want to help you guys figure it out. I think That's they did. Also, a, I think they did a separate one. I thought it was one in the same. I think they did a separate their one. Post, their post indicates whatnot. I think They're, they did a like a woman of the hobby. All right, break. we need to figure this out. Yeah, because they mentioned it was in partnership with whatnot. I I don't want to get anything wrong here. No, but, no, no, that's fine. But I think I think they were two separate born, ones, But I could be wrong. See, here's the thing. But here's the thing. I I think I'm correct because when Cardporn po- posted a video or something. It came with a special, very strange certificate of authenticity. And there were people in the comment section, I wish I could name who they were, they were not Sports Card Radio, who I saw one guy, I got to go back. I saw one guy literally say, this is going to be a disaster just based on what I read on the authentication letter. 
So this guy knew what was going on, probably a hobby OG who knows what he's doing. It took weeks for Sports Card Radio to show up with the video of the break and say something is askew. So that authentication was specially prepared by Steve Hart. I don't know the guy's name. I, I don't know. It was specially prepared because two of the packs in the box, apparently, he deemed to be tampered with. And that's one of that, them had that's... a Jordan, one of them had a Jordan sticker. And he deemed them tampered with, took them out, replaced them. I'm sorry, is that the process at BBC? Replaced them and basically created a Frankenstein box, a cobbled together box, and authenticated because in his view, it wasn't strange that two packs were were, were, were tampered with. The rest were were authenticated. They were fine. Now, that's that's number one. There's this box now floating around with a BBC wrap that has a bizarre authentication letter with it that indicates. I mean, I guess that's being upfront. I guess that's. Uh, I, yeah, he, he, he told disclosure. he told people that there were two bo- two packs that. If I'm were someone off. out there, yeah, if I'm out there, if I'm someone out there spending that kind of money on boxes, I'm staying the hell away from that box. Interesting, don't you think that that's the box that gets offered in some kind of charitable way, a <laughs> giveaway? <laughs> um, and then you have all of these prominent influencers. Almost every single one of them, by the way, with some kind of history behind them that you could look up. And they're just like, maybe one or two of them's like, this is kind of weird. But anyways, guys, fun times. And then people will say, okay, they did pull, they pulled some Jordans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, all, they all graded to. sixes and sevens. Okay. Now, which is, which again, isn't uncommon though. It's not uncommon to grade sixes and sevens in Jordan. Yes. Right? Like this is like, yes. it's, there's a reason why there's only 300 PSA 10 Jordans. Do you yes. know what I mean? It's the people... Yes. To the people in the message threads yes. who are like, this is un- this is ridiculous. They should be tens. You're no. way off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, however, however, we got to realize in the vintage wax game, that's the whole game. Yes. The whole game is, yes. I searched you through a few packs. I find a really creamy, delicious Jordan and I replace it. Now, the fact that they're alphabetized, that screams like, a set to me that screams like a pre-organized box of cards that they're pulling them from. And and then just like making sure that there's enough in each pack almost. Correct. You know what I mean? Like and maybe, you know, it's it's intelligent for someone who handles that amount of material to have some spare Jordans sitting around. People love Jordans. They don't care if they're in a four or or an eight. They Especially if you're pulling them from a pack, right? Like because that's what it's all about. You know, and to have this one guy in charge of the whole concept of authenticating boxes and be the absolute 100% final word. I wouldn't care if he had an authentic, if, if he had a, like a money back guarantee, if he had like a, some sort of uh, onus on him, like of course, uh, r- right absolutely. now he's getting paid to say, yes, this is correct. But if it's not, not my problem. Like I, someone pointed out that I think it was $22,000 to authenticate that box. $22,000 and you're not giving anyone any peace of mind, like by you having the wrapper on it. Let's be, let's be real here at this point. I, I, I really encourage people to go back and check out the material from Rattle Pokemon. They're going to be blown away by some of the stuff they see. They're going to see a picture of a special limited edition Harley Davidson that ended up in the hands of Steve Hart. If, if that is his name. I'm probably screwing up. Maybe it's better that I'm screwing it up. But you know, I'll 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 offer you this that 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 is the type of money that we're looking at, the big dollars that we're looking at, and to simply put a bunch of plastic on an item that conceptually is never going to have to be proven because conceptually I'm buying this rare box not to open it. Yes. I think the problem started happening for Steve the moment that people wanted to open things and they wanted to create content because otherwise they're just getting put into closets, right? Just, I mean, it just sits on your shelf basically forever yeah. un- until, you just, pa- until you pass it on to someone else, essentially, right? Like They're just being put into closets. Well, and, and there was a big wax push at like in in the early or like late 2021 where everyone was like just buy wax just buy sealed wax just buy sealed it, wax sealed wax is was, bulletproof 
what is the name of the gentleman involved in the scandal with Logan Paul that wouldn't pay Shine back? Because one of them did. Uh, Mealy Pops? Mealy Pops did pay him back. Did pay him back. The gentleman uh, that didn't pay him back who's been pictured at sporting I was going to say, the guy that keeps popping up at all these fucking sporting okay, events. We don't know his name, but again, you will know oh, his name. Oh, Card, Kahuna, Card Kahuna. Card Kahuna. Card Kahuna. So, yeah, yeah, and again, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Uh, Rattle Pokemon has all of this down on his YouTube yeah, channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just want you guys to picture a scenario. If I'm giving you, by the way, this is a scenario. I'm not making an accusation. If I'm giving you a Harley Davidson so that without much investigation at all, you wrap my case that could be full of Austin Powers, could be full of G.I. Joe's. You should okay? also mention that he had not previously authenticated Pokemon. <laughs> you you have created a pact that can only be signed and sealed by the devil because at the end of the day Steve is not going to Steve is not going to squeal sorry not Steve this hypothetical person is not going to squeal on this hypothetical Kahuna person okay because their reputation will now be forever tainted if it's not already and you know Vice versa. It's, it's a pact that's kind of unbreakable in that sense. And it, it's just too easy. And this is what we have to realize. It's, it's just too tempting, too easy to pull off fraud like this. And, and, then, and then to, so now his response is that he believes it was an anomaly. Yes, yes. And that he was waiting his whole career to see something like this. My goodness. Like it was My a goodness. fucking meteor shower that comes around a hundred once every hundred years. Listen, Coach Co, there's too many BBC <laughs> wrapped products out there right now. There's too much invested in it. He has too close of a relationship with PSA. I'm sorry, but at this point, I'm looking at PSA almost like the government, man. They will mess you up if you try to mess with them and they will protect theirs. They will protect theirs very tightly. So I guarantee you people will continue using his services he will continue growing in both uh in both both financially and um and physically and that's just the sad reality and that's what we're seeing these days with our with our influencers i think at this point we can start getting into a discussion about receiving a package in the mail i was just that's about to say you that's well, not what you expected to receive well imagine if these people opening the boxes, they weren't doing it for whatnot. They weren't doing it for this charity event. They, imagine someone had just bought that box and opened it in, in the goodness of their home. Like, yes. who are you going to turn to if you if you rip the box and you're like, this is really strange. Like, every, like it, it's a little bit off. Do you know what I mean? Like, who do you turn to? Who believes you? What do you want from it? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you are you going to claim that you know the the eight the PSA eight Jordan isn't high enough? And that, you know what I mean? That, that how do you how do you explain any of that? Like unless it's recorded and documented, and and, and that's kind of where we're transitioning with this next conversation. Uh, Cartel alluded to. Uh, there's a video floating around of Mamba Breaks, um, prominent member of the community. Um, what, what's her name? What's the name? Mamba Breaks. Are you sure? Yeah, Mama Breaks. Maybe maybe it's Mama Mom. Breaks. Mama breaks. My apologies. It's not. It's, it's not she breaks. No, no. Uh, <laughs> we should get this right, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I I will introduce the story while I try to get it right. Excellent. Here. So in this video, the individual she is she posts that she received a box from StockX, and there is a. Tops Chrome Sapphire 2020 F1 Hobby Box in the box she receives. The box is opened with a bunch of packs opened and loose everywhere. And she says that she was scammed by SockX. Now, it's entirely possible that... Actually, we can get into this now. But she records this video having not record press record when she was opening the actual box. And I think this is an important discussion. It's an important discussion because you have your opinion and I have mine. And I don't know if I'm going to take sides in any of these. But at the end of the day, in this time of the market, 
where we're at, you know, post massive run up, we had the bubble. Uh, some people say we're still in the bubble. I don't know if that's necessarily true when a lot of prices have come down. That being said, there's still very, very, very expensive cards sold on a regular basis. I don't think you can safely receive a package, a package from eBay, a package from a distributor. Um, I just don't know if you can receive a package without recording yourself open it in this day and age. And it sucks. It's unfortunate because so, some people aren't in the habit of, of you know, hitting record or having the setup to record while they open, you know, maybe something that used to bring them peace as they're as they're using the box cutter to open up this box. There's extreme anxiety up until, you know, as we've seen up until you open the actual box and even then some. It's she collects cards. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to throw out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with a lot of what you're saying. I'm going to throw out three elements right off the bat. And again, I love the fact that just much like Don Diego, this is a person I did not, I was not aware of their existence. I'm not saying that to sound like I'm above them or yeah, I, yeah. I just, in the case of Don Diego, I'm not a Pokemon person. In the case of she collects cards, I just don't know who she is. And that's dangerous sometimes because then I'm getting all this information thrown at me. Yep. And I'm not, believe me, I'm not just taking it at face value because here's the problem. I get information thrown at me from someone I trust and I like. And I that that's a bias. Yep. I get information from her fans. That's a bias, right? Yep. Um, she collects cards, posts this video. And the, I believe the introduction of the video is StockX scammed me. Yes. Now, when I... Right away, I see a picture of a, of, a, of a box and the mailbox. And like, you know, I'm having some issues right now myself with FedEx and this, that, and the other yeah. thing. Um, I'm just thinking to myself, okay, that's very specific. That There's many companies involved here. There's StockX, there's Panini, there's uh, uh, there's FedEx or whatever the, comp the shipping company was. And we're going right to StockX. Okay, that's cool. I'm not a fan of StockX. I'm not a supporter. I'm well aware of the, the fake shoe controversy. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Josh Luber and his movements. So I, I don't have a horse in this race. Right. And no, I'm not comparing women to horses. So, you know, that's number one. Number two is uh, this whole concept of recording what you're doing. First of all, no one is like obligated to record. No, it's smart. Yes. It's a smart thing to do. Now, again, Ziggy, no, uh, our good friend of the channel here made a video on this i thought it was actually quite well like it was comprehensive well put together he was just the right amount of uh skeptical and angry uh because in this case she blocked him she did not want to engage discussion jeremy lee great curator there is a whole class of individuals that just simply do not want to have a discussion when they're called called out about something, my opinion that speaks volumes. Um, so, so that's that's number two is the fact that Z according to Ziggy, no, she went on record saying record what you're doing. Okay, so you just failed to do what you encouraged others to do. Okay, maybe you made a mistake. That's fine. Third, third issue. Um, Third issue becomes, are we simply to believe what we're seeing on the surface and what is going on beneath the surface, beginning with the fact that this is an individual apparently employed by PSA. PSA is a grading company, I know, but they also own a statistical analysis company. They are associated with many other companies. So I, I'm just I'm not jumping to this concept that they they have no interest in potentially putting down a company like StockX because it's starting to get complicated. Conglomerates get complicated. Affiliation gets complicated. Sponsorship gets complicated. I'm just putting that out there again without making any specific accusations or anything like that. This is one of the more least interesting stories to me, actually, to tell you the truth, Coach Co. Given all the stuff that happened, the fact that Don Diego skated like she did. Uh, the fact that her community, where they're all like-minded and doing the same stuff, just embraces her and continues to uh, ignore the conversation, at the very least. Um, but if we are going to look at this story, 
there's way more involved in it than just what meets the eye. And there's a reason why these, these content creators are shrewd. They're not just posting anything, Coach Co. They're, there's a reason behind what they're posting. Okay, and the reason could just be I'm angry. I got screwed, right? But all I'm saying is let's put on our thinking caps. Let's look at the whole scenario, potentially. Why are we not talking about the shipping? So that's so when I made a video, I I that's the first thing I said is that like I if you're gonna blame anyone, you're probably gonna blame the shipping company. I mean, maybe, maybe it's someone from StockX as well. Like regardless. Um, I've also been there where I told people to do something and then you know, you get a package and you're so excited to open it. Maybe you've been waiting. It's let's say it's our PSA sub and it's been stuck at the border for a week or it's Don't remind me. You know, but that's what I mean, right? So like imagine that thing finally comes in. Like I'm not set up to to start recording something. You know what I mean? Like I just wanna roll with it. I just wanna I just wanna open it, right? That's part of the lust of cards. Um, so that I, I'm I'm a little bit more lenient with, to be honest. Um, but I do agree that, you know, just outright, I did find it kind of strange. Like there's outright saying that it's stock X that screwed me over and, and not, it could have been, you know, A, B, C, or D, or like, this is the situation. What do I do? It was just kind of like, you know, stock X fucked me over and, um, look, look at the, the end result. Um, so it's. I agree. I, I think, honestly, the conclusion, given everything that's happening, at least short term, should be to just record whatever it is that you're opening. Like, and, and again, like, I know that sounds cumbersome and I know it sounds tedious, but for your own sake, whether someone sends you the wrong thing, which has happened to me, someone has tried to screw me, screw me over by sending me the wrong thing that I bought from them. And had I not recorded, I probably would have been screwed myself um, and had the amazing following that I have. So shout out to you guys. Um, but you just, you want to make sure you put yourself in a position to not be fucked over by the people who are most desperate right now. Because desperate people do crazy shit. And this is what we're starting to see. We're starting to see more break-ins. We're starting to see more fraud, more fraud than arguably we've ever seen. Um, and it, and the more people lose, the more bad it's going to get. Yep. So just be hyper aware, dot your I's, cross your T's, uh, know who you're buying from, know where you're buying from. Uh, if you've got trusted eBay sellers, if you've got an LCS, fucking support the LCS. I mean, it depends on what their prices are like, obviously. But, you know, in some cases, it might cost you less than having to replace an entire box. So just keep that in mind. And uh, I think that's kind of all I want to talk about that. What about you? Yeah, I would, I would just throw in, um, you know, you're right about we are going to see a rise in fraud. We are going to see a rise in these scams. It's actually terrible right now. When the negative stories start to outweigh the positive stories, and that's because generally, I don't know, some people are not as forthright and, 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 and in a rush to share the positive stories like they are jumping on something that's negative. So we tend to become more aware of those. But the yeah. reality is, if there's so many of them, the hobby is getting hurt badly. And, and trust is eroding. And new entrants are just seeing story after story about this kind of stuff. And you say to yourself, what? Like, okay, so the boxes are, 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 are full of something that they shouldn't be full of. Uh, when they are full of what they're supposed to be out of, they're full of, they're damaged or they have Christmas sweaters in them instead of game used jerseys. Or they're my, way my more expensive. They're way more know, expensive than they should be considering my, the my patch value. was altered. My yeah. slab is incorrect. It's, you can't trust the mail. This is really damaging for the hobby, man. Like, now, the other thing I just want to point out, because the first time I'm looking at She Collects Cards page, if I figure if I stick with it long enough, she'll she'll maybe one way hear about it and just block me. But the two prominent logos I'm seeing on her page are StockX in relation to the incident and Golden, where she's standing in front of a Golden logo. So let's not let's not put it past her, the fact that Golden has a connection with PSA. She's probably working for both companies. Come on put two and two together here. Right. And, uh, and also a picture of a filet mignon. 
Um, so Brendan, you're right. We are going to see blue collar crimes. We are going to see fraud on that level. We are going to see break-ins, unfortunately, but we are also going to see a new breed of psychopath in this hobby that they will come in many forms. Some of them will look like the comic store guy from the Simpsons, but many won't because that's a whole part of psychology. That's American psycho, beautiful women. I'm not saying she's beautiful, by the way. I just met this person on Instagram. I, I have no commentary on them. Beautiful women, beautiful men, well-coiffed, are going to come to you with information, and you really have to ask yourself how you're going to break down that information. Are you just going to trust it because they're beautiful? Are you just going to trust it because they're rich? Because many of them are rich. They don't have the certain stakes in this they don't have the certain risks in this as the average person does and just as she's eating the steak she could very easily be eating the people below her i know that's a really weird metaphor but um that's what's ha it's happening right now it's happening okay and i want people to be aware of that so just as much as we're going to see those blue collar crimes we're going to see these crimes on a higher level involving these quote-unquote influencers it's a lot of good people there's a lot of good people. You can, you, can, you can sometimes rise above a reputation. Like if you're Jeff Wilson, I'm not saying I'm a fan of his. I'm just saying that this is someone who I don't have my eyeballs on him as much as I do a lot of other people at the moment. But that's the reality that we are seeing right now. Our, our quote unquote hobby leaders. Another reality we're seeing right now is that sports card cartel is disappearing in front of our eyes. Is that right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. So you want to explain uh, your kind of journey right now, man? Well, that being said, I mean, I let, let's 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 be reasonable here. I, I uh, I've set some goals for myself. Yeah. Like many other people have. Yeah, and I'm yeah. starting to lose a little bit of lose a little bit of that pandemic weight, which I'm and, sure I'm sure motivates a lot of people in hearing that, though. And I want to I want to throw you know our friend here uh, I want to throw out his name I'm sure he's fine with it uh, Dave from Sign uh, Sign and Slap uh, who has been putting out some great content lately um, check out anything he's putting out whether it's a story or a podcast um, and this is a gentleman who's very open about his own journey he's losing weight he's he has chosen the 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 form of exercise and fitness that works for him in his busy lifestyle which is going for walks. He's sharing progress. That's awesome. It keeps you accountable. Uh, some people say, screw that. Uh, I, there is a, a group of people on Instagram who will say, can, can we keep it to the hobby? But again, cardboard coaches, we were kind of born from the concept that we want to genuinely help people and that sometimes it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, it's super uncomfortable to talk about it. And yeah, we are here to talk about the hobby as a kind of escape from reality. That's why it boomed. Look, that is why it boomed during the pandemic let's be let's be real here it's escape from reality but your reality is your reality it's in front of you all the time and uh with our hobby as i've said before there's a lot of sitting uh there's a lot of sorting there's a lot of stacking now there's cracking so don't hurt your wrists and forearms guys you gotta have really strong you know brachioradialises and uh that's important so uh I've been losing some weight and I've done so not by making massive changes. It's consistency, making sure I'm getting in my form. My form that I love involves barbells. That's my form. I don't want to push it on anyone. Um, many different modes work for many different people. So I just stay consistent with that. Um, I've always walked a lot in the city. We live in the city. That's what we do. Coach Cohen and I are constantly walking. And uh, I've made some adjustments based on being real with myself i'm eating too much crap and we all know crap is sugar processed foods packaged foods they had to go and that means i didn't want to deprive myself of the good stuff i'm really indulging in the good stuff i'm eating more fruit uh red meat uh, I'm eating more of that stuff than i've ever had in my life in place of that stuff that i was eating too much of I'm using science as best I can, uh, trying to ignore the noise of fads. At this point, there has been enough research done and you have enough of the top and best experts 
out there to know that intermittent fasting has legitimacy, to know uh, that uh, fasting in itself has legitimacy. So it's about researching that, preparing yourself mentally, and getting into that state so you can so you can utilize what's real and has research behind it. So again, most of the time at this point, I'm drinking more water uh, than the stuff that has stuff in it, so to speak. Fruit juice is all right. I am eating grass-fed butter and meats. Some people say that can be really expensive. I challenge you to cut out the garbage that you're usually buying and all your Uber eats, and I bet you it's gonna more than balance. If you're gonna replace that stuff with some expensive meat, trust me, it's gonna balance itself. If you're doing both, it's too expensive, okay? So fruits, uh, meats, I am not excluding carbs from my diet. Fruits are carbs, by the way. I will have uh, a small portion about my palm, although my palm is giganto, uh, but is that right, Coach Co? Generally, we want to look at palm. And it's of carbs when I am doing my big workouts. So I'm not allowing myself to be put into the situation where I'm on a quote-unquote diet and I feel as if I'm deprived. I want to be happy with what I'm doing. And then I want to track my progress. I told Coach Co I'm tracking it through the waist uh, on my pants. I don't have a super fancy schmancy scale that I'm going to jump on and check every day. I do when I go check out, you know, when I, when I get a checkup at the doctors, I, I get on the scale, uh, but I'm using that as my guide. How does that sound? I think it sounds amazing. I think uh, there's some really key points there. Uh, number one is that there is no one size fits all approach to making changes and sticking to them. And I think whatever changes you're, you're going to make, if you so choose to, they need to be ones that you can sustain, you know, not just a month, two months, three months, but something that you actually you're doing because it makes you feel better long term. And that's something that you, you know, you might be you might put it down for a week in the summer or two weeks on vacation in, you know, January or whenever. But it's something that you're going to want to go back into because it makes you feel better. Um, so whatever that is for you, I'd highly encourage you to, if you haven't found it, just try a bunch of different things and see what works for you. Maybe it's skipping rope. Maybe it's going for hikes. Maybe it's, uh, you know, walking through trails. There's, there's so many different opportunities for exercise, depending on where you live and your surroundings, um, that I really want to encourage you to find something that works for you with respect to exercise. And when it comes to making other lifestyle changes, uh, you know, like diet, like water, I would encourage you to not think about what you need to do as in like, you know, let's say you don't drink any water or you drink one glass or two glasses a day and you see that the recommended water intake is three to four liters or, you know, that can be very overwhelming. So instead of focusing on, you know, the destination, just focus on slowly progressing, slowly ramping it up. And again, that this can tie back into exercise. It can tie back into sleep. If you're someone that doesn't typically sleep very well, you sleep maybe five hours, try to try to sleep an extra 15 minutes, 20 minutes, find that time, make the time to sleep just a little bit more. And then you'll feel, feel you'll find yourself feeling a little bit more comfortable each and every time. You yes. kind of push that envelope. Um, and uh, my last point with respect to that is, you know, numbers on a scale don't mean everything. And so I think it's really important for you to talk about you tracking your journey on uh, with with your waist on the pants. I think it's also important to track it with your clothes. I think if you have a favorite shirt that perhaps doesn't fit, I would encourage you not to throw it out. Uh, and you know, maybe that will be your end goal. Um, and just, you know, it's not one of these things where you're looking at it all the time, but just know that, you know, with continued effort, with gradual changes, you're going to feel better. And even if that skill doesn't budge as much, you'll find that sometimes, you know, depending on what your weight is and your body composition, you're actually going to fit into some of those clothes after, a four or five or six months, you know, you might only lose three or four pounds over six months, but 
the physiological physiological changes and the changes in body composition will allow you to fit into those clothes a lot better. So the scale Absolutely. fluctuates regularly depending on so many different factors. Try not to get too hung up on that. Um, and, and go with how you feel. And ultimately, you know, like you said at the, at the, the beginning of the introductory of this segment of the podcast, I mean, we do talk about things that might be a little uncomfortable and that, that we do it in sports cards. We do that in fitness and we're going to continue to just provide you with as much information as possible for you to make your own decisions. And that is what the cardboard coaches do. And hopefully that's why you continue to listen. Nice team. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Cardboard Coaches. As always, please feel free to like, comment, share this. Uh, If you want to ask us a question, please, we're more more than happy to. And uh, I want you to have a wonderful rest of your day. Coach, go out. Peace.